if there's anything that the woke is that every little it's it's the sand a grain of sand uh, creates the 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 mound of the mountain you know it's like yeah. that instead of attacking the mountain they'd rather ca- attack the grain of sand yeah yeah <laughs> and it's like that's not how you break a mountain down. You don't break a mountain down by individually going after pieces of sand. Fuck you, grain. Yeah, it's you. You, you got to go for pebble. the big stuff. Yeah, you got to go for the big stuff. You got to get demolition out. You can't rip a mountain down by taking one piece of sand at a time and expecting that you're somehow doing anything. This is Don Hall, and I'm David Himmel, and this is the Literate Apecast. These apes are not emotional support animals, and they fling verbal poo. Listen with caution. Yeah, because we have these folks that are so far to the left that are so strident about single issues. I read, I saw a meme, it was the craziest thing is, this is the funniest, it's like, if your feminism doesn't include... And then it's a whole list of like ableism and transgenderism and and intersectionality and I mean it just this laundry list. Then what is it for? It's for women. That's what feminist means. You dipshit. It doesn't have to include all of your pet fucking projects. It's just feminism. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like those are all separate things. Ableism has fuck all to do with feminism unless you happen to be a woman with no legs, and then feminism might help you because you have no legs and there's ableism in there it's like jesus christ this is nuts well and the other the other part of it is that at some point there's got to be a learning curve to this so if your entry into like i mean you you've got these great stories about how you know you were a born-again christian and you used to be homophobic and how you you turned all that around i learned you learned and you didn't like like okay i'm no longer homophobic gays fine transgender fine or not even transgender. It was gay is fine. It wasn't like transgender is great too. It was like, oh, I need to, f- what's transgender? Like you had to learn about all of it. Yeah, and as you did, was... you were like, well, yeah, they're, they're fine too. Oh, there's, there's ableism too. Well, let's learn about, th- okay. Yeah. They're the same. Yeah. They should have equal rights and all that. There is a learning curve to this stuff. And you, it's hard for humans to just accept everything all at once our brains can't process all of that because we, it's not part of our experience. And until it is, we we can't we can't comprehend it. We just we can't. That's that's yeah. why they always do that. You know that that bullshit. The politicians are like, you know, if like after a, a you know a woman is raped or something, like the politician will be like, well, I I have daughters and my wife and my mother. It's like th- that's how they have to connect to it. They can't be altruistic because their brains can't process it. Well, you know, and and there's just so many. There are so many. Uh... I don't even know. They're just they're just inconsistencies in the dogma that are, and there's no recognition that this might be confusing to somebody that is not. You know, as a perfect example, we're talking. You know, there's a whole lot of talk about gender neutral. Yeah. About how how there is no male or female that we get to choose that those things are not stratified, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But then, then what's the big fucking deal if you decide if there is no gender, if gender is all neutral, then what's the big deal if you're a guy who's decided that you're a woman? Because if they don't, 
if they're if they're the same, right. if being a man and a woman are the same, and you've decided I was born in a man's body, but I want to be a woman, if they're the same, then there's no difference, and so that's confusing. Right. And it's not even that it's not. I mean, it, it you know, but that's the thing. It's that's the thing. It's not even that. Ultimately, if it's explained to me that it's, you know, that it will cease to be confusing. It's my confusion that makes me bad. Yeah. And if you ask the question, like, explain more, why are you asking questions? Why don't you just inherently know? Oh, because you're a bad person and you're one of them. Yeah. So, like, I'm trying to wait. I mean, woke is what does woke mean? It means being awake. Right. And when you wake up from something, you don't most of the time. You don't wake up in the morning like, all right, let's go run the marathon. Let's do, you know, you have to like, ah, oh, you got to stretch. And you know, waking up. Get some coffee. Take some time. Jerk yeah. off. Jerk off. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scrape your dry feet. Soak yeah. them in bleach. Whatever you got to do. I, I only did that the one time, goddammit. I know. You're Because well, you learn. I there did. is I the learning learned, curve. I learn things. It's like, I get this. So, okay. So here's a, on the, the transgender thing and like what degree of woke you are and what will get you in trouble or not. So um, Katie signed Harry up for this uh, like toy box of the month or something like that. And every month like these, this box comes and it's got these toys and they're like educational learning toys, you know, for smart, rich, liberal white kids. Right. Sure. Sure. And one of the things in this month's uh, box was this, I I should just go get it and show it to you. But yeah, um, yeah. it's this, uh, it's this doll that's wearing like these light blue pants and um, this like white T-shirt that's polka dot with um, uh, like bright colors, pinks and blues and purples and whatever. And he's got this. He it it has this. What I can only describe as a as a Jewish afro, you know, as a Jewfro. And I looked at that thing and I thought, oh, look at that, my son's first transgender Jewish doll, because it just looked like there was no. Like it- there was no gender to it, which may be the point, and that's fine. I don't care. And I was going to take a picture and like post on Instagram and say that, but I don't know if that's funny. And I don't well, – it, it doesn't well, matter, but I know that it would get me in trouble because why are you saying that it's transgender? So, How do so you know it's here, a doll that – like, oh, I was just making a fucking joke. All right, so know? here's – because you, you made a comment in email train uh, not too long ago that, that your wife basically said she doesn't think you're funny. Now, where did that – where and, and I, I have – the reason I'm leading you here is because I have a feeling I know the answer to this, but I don't think our listeners probably do. So, and she doesn't listen to the podcast anyway, so you can say what you want. Well, she does listen to the podcast. Oh, okay. Oops. And that's why she said she doesn't think I'm funny. So, so what, so what did she say? What was the, what was the gist of you not being funny? Is it your, it's, is, is it your delivery? Is it, uh, is it that you're not woke enough and that you make fun of things that she holds dear? What? It's, it's a, it's a combination of those things. And essentially what it is, is, I, I mean, cause I've unpacked this. I've thought about a lot about that because oh, I'm sure you have, but, right. Because that's what I do. And I, you know, but I'm thinking, all right, I'm not a racist misogynist. I'm no, not, not uh, at all. if it comes across that way to the person who's supposed to know me best, then I'm I'm doing something wrong. It's my, it's my delivery. Yeah, I can't blame the audience on this one. All right, that's. I mean, right, maybe I, maybe I can that, a little bit. Like you know, maybe she's not the right audience for it, and that's fine. She doesn't have to listen. You know, if this isn't for her, that's fine. So, but you're her husband, and you're spending the last of your life. So it's probably incumbent that she's going to listen and kind of 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know. I'd like my wife to think I'm funny. I'd like her not to think that I'm a racist misogynist. I mean, that would so be nice. So she actually thinks you're a racist misogynist. She said that. I asked her, I said, so, so you think I'm a racist misogynist? And she said, yes. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that answers that question. Yeah. So, wow, she didn't get into any more weeds. She got, that was it. Yes, I, I mean, door it, slam, mic drop, we're over. No, it, it, I mean, there were some weeds. That was coming out of the weeds. Um, I, I don't know that I can go into the weeds on this just yet because it's, it's... It's fresh. It's fresh and it's complicated and... Um, but I mean, after she said that, she it was like fine. It was like she's like she had to get it off her chest. And I think what happened is, I said something that she didn't like on the podcast. Fine, and she was pissed about it. On top of a thousand other things, I'm, I've probably done wrong that are. I was gonna say, know, what did you say? Up. What did you say? It was, I think it was like two weeks ago. It was I, when we were talking about that that um, Chicago alderman who beat his wife on New Year's Eve. Yeah, and I was yeah, talking yeah. about how I just I was like, why did did his wife when she was trapped by the camera say, "I wish him the best." Why can't battered women say, fuck that guy? And then, of course, and I said that knowing, of course, they don't say that because she's trapped by the cameras. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what we talked women, about. And, and you immediately that, yeah. stepped in and said, you've never been around battered women. This is how it works. And I said, yes, that is, you're right. And I wish that it wasn't like that. My point that I was trying to get across is I wish we were at a, at a I wish that our society was such a society where the battered woman could say, Fuck that guy. I love him. I married him. And this is really fucking complicated. Well, how is that mis- I'm Without the explanation, I still don't see how that's misogynist. It's looking at this is someone that's been injured and yeah. somebody that and you were confused by or, or concerned that this person that's been injured by another person gets on camera and says, I certainly wish for the best for this person. I understand why that'd be a little annoying. Yeah. I mean, not not it's it's not her fault. You were I don't think you were blaming no, absolutely her. not. No. You know, I, it's just like if it's sort of like if somebody robs your house, you don't go and Merry Christmas. Right. You don't go to the guy that, you know, that like that, she's that not smashed pope, your fucking. You know? Yeah. You don't go to your guy, the guy that smashed your fucking Camaro up in the street right. and then wish him a happy birthday or, 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 my, or my Prius, which happened to you. you know? Yeah. 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 You don't do that. It's well, like, yeah, you know, I mean, that's I, the thing. Like, she's not the pope. And when, when Pope John Paul II, I guess, you know, yeah, when, he was sh- when he was shot and he invited the his uh, yeah. would be assailant to the Vatican and had a had a sit down with him, had an audience with him and and forgave him, like that's some shit the Pope does, not a sh- a, a, a shitty not Chicago a alderman's woman, yeah. wife who's been but that, beat but for years. Some, yeah. I, I guess I'm confused because I don't know how that makes you misogynist. I mean, I because I and I'm with I I, I don't know either. But I as I'm trying to understand what my wife is saying, yeah, I, mean, exactly, I think it's yeah. it's because it it just showed an ignorance of why. Uh, if I understood uh, the battered women, what they go through, and, and how we treat battered women, and the complications exactly. of that—oh, yeah, it's ugly. It's very ugly. To say why did she wish him the best—that's showing that I don't understand. Which goes to the heart of what we're talking about: is the yeah. problem with woke people is simply the not understanding. Simply the non-understanding and asking a question or positing a situation is enough to brand you unwoke. Yeah. And I think that's, I think, and, and I think if there's anything that I find, I, cause I'm really, I, I'm really thinking is why do, why do the woke just, they're so self-righteous and self-righteous drives me insane. That's, I mean, in that's general. the worst. Yeah. I just find it, I just find it to be really off-putting in, in a number of ways. Yeah. But, uh. But yeah, it's like it's one of the things that I made. It, it was it, it, like uh, Kevin Hart 
with all that bullshit about Kevin yeah. Hart, and he tweet, had some homophobic tweets where his kid said he would beat his kid if he came in and gay, which is truth, truthfully not cool. I mean, you know, let's be honest. Right. It wasn't cool of him to put, but it was 10 years ago, and he's since apologized many times over it. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay, the question is, was he apologizing sincerely? Probably not. He just didn't want somebody to you know, go see his movies. I mean, that's his business. So I, I, who gives a fuck? But who knows? We don't, we're not in his head. What the fuck do we know? Yeah. But the thing about it is, is at one point he said, it is not my goal to be an ally. And he got roasted over the coals for saying that he was not his goal to be an ally. And my reaction to that is, I would never, never want to be considered an ally to some of these people because ally doesn't mean what you think it means. Ally doesn't mean I support your cause. Right. Ally means... I support your cause 100% without a single question about tactics. And if I am not one of you, if I am not the most victimized of your kind, then I have to shut up and pay for it and just do what I'm told. And I got to be tell you, anybody that has allies like that have the weakest fucking people in the world as allies. It sounds a lot like you're describing a religion. Yes, that's exactly. Catholicism. And I've made, I've blind, made that comparison. Blind faith and following of your your pastor, your pre, you know, your rabbi, what whatever the hell they are. Yeah, in when I was getting when I was back when I was Jewish, uh, I was a sophomore in high school, I guess, when Jews get confirmed at like 15. Okay, and yeah. I was in the confirmation class and at the time like I was really into Judaism. I wasn't going to be a rabbi or a cantor or anything like that, but like I was I was into it. I was digging it. And we had the class with the rabbi, and I, my family was involved in the temple. We knew the rabbi. We were, you know, quote-unquote friends with the rabbi, you know. Um, I was working at, at the Sunday school. I was a teacher's aide on Sundays. Um, so we're having this class, and one week he said something. I don't remember what it was, but he, he said one thing, and I went, okay, cool, took my notes, whatever. And the next week came back, and he said something else that was contradictory to what he said the week before. So I raised my hand, and I said, Rabbi, last week you said this. This week you say this. Uh, which which one is it, or can it be both? And recognizing fully that I had been and could be a smartass, I was not being a smartass. I was yeah, you, genuine. You really I, was being, to know. Yeah. I was being sincere. And the rabbi just turned on me. And he's like, you, why are you challenging my authority? And you don't know anything. You're just a kid and you're here to learn and don't question them. And fucking lost his mind on me. And I'm like, but wait, I'm just trying to understand. I'm not challenging you. And so this went back and forth for a bit. And I finally said, well, you don't have to be such a fucking asshole about it. Oh, well, got you in trouble. And I packed my books up and I left. And I, yeah. got, and I drove home or I, I guess I wasn't driving that. I don't know. But I told my parents what happened. And they were like, well, you have to apologize. You can't speak to the rabbi that way. And I go, but he wasn't being fair. So blah, blah. Anyway, um, I had to go to the rabbi's office with my parents and apologize to him. Now, should I have said you don't have to be such a fucking asshole about it? Probably not. That's probably taking it to the yeah, extreme. And, and yeah. Okay, fine. I, you know, sorry about that. But that was the moment when I went, I'm not so sure about this Judaism religious thing if these are how our leaders are going to come after or my, my specific leader is going to come after his his flock for asking questions i'm not down with that i can't follow blindly 
Well, and it's uh, the thing about it is it's, it's a laziness on the part. And I get it. I've it heard, is. I've, I mean, I've heard the argument, oh, emotional labor. And why should name your marginalized group? Yeah. Black person, white woman, whatever. Why should they have to exhaust their their energy explaining it to us? Well, right. there's a, there's one good reason why. If we don't understand and you'd like us to join your group, then you better fucking take that time and explain it. Because if right. you don't... You're a fucking asshole. Yeah. And that's it. That's the whole deal. If you don't feel like it's your business to educate people that don't understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And you want to blame it on their lack of empathy. But then on on a a flip side, say that you can't possibly empathize with me because you're a white male. You know, guess what? It's your job to educate. If you want my support. Yeah. I mean, you know, and maybe you don't want my support. Maybe you, like you said, maybe you want me to die in a fucking fire. (laughs) I don't think that's... I don't think that's really the agenda of most people that are woke. But the, the bottom line is, if you want me to be behind you, if you want my support in any way, then you're not going to tell me to shut up and listen. It Because it doesn't work that way. No human yeah. being alive listens after being told to shut up. It doesn't work. And I, I, I would argue that the woke people that yell at you and, and won't educate you aren't woke at all. Or aren't as woke as they think they are, because if they're not well, taking the time, woke is a thing. I think it's well, lame. It's a terror. Oh, I mean, just sticking with the the yeah, you yeah. know, the terminology. If if they don't understand that you don't understand, and that you're willing to listen and learn, then they're not awake at all, or they're not as awake as they think they are, and well, that I mean, that's a problem. Let's use your rabbi as an example. I mean, it's not, I'm pretty sure if he's a rabbi. That's not the first time in his career as a rabbi that some smart-ass kid has brought up this dichotomy that you noticed. I, I mean, it is highly unlikely probably, he's been right. been a rabbi for however many years. Maybe, it's, that, maybe it was just a sticking point for him, and I was the straw that broke well, the camel's the back. Well, the thing is, <laughs> once once somebody asks that question, then it is incumbent upon the rabbi to go. Oh, here's a blind spot. I need to, you know, I need to either explain these things ahead. Of, you know, I need to, because I'm here to educate. That's his job, his right. job. He doesn't get to say, oh, you young white boy, you don't get, because I'm a white man and I'm a German rabbi. He get he has to make sure he makes that point. He's got to educate you. Yeah. So the frustration on many people is like, you know, I've why can't you touch a black woman's hair? Well, you should have a ready answer. I mean, it's obvious to me, and it's probably obvious to you, but there are some people yeah. that just think it's cool to go, oh, my God, can I touch your hair because it looks cool or whatever. Yeah. There needs, as as opposed to, you're a piece of shit, you racist fuck, there should be some sort of marginalized, like, like a, a, a better way to say, and you should, you've probably encountered it all your life, so there's probably a yeah. nicer, more, and that's not even, again, I don't want to say nicer. It's not about being polite. It's about having an answer that diffuses the situation without completely alienating the person you're talking to. Yeah. If you look at somebody and they say, I want to touch your hair because it looks so nappy and fun <laughs> or whatever. I've never, see the thing is yeah. I don't understand that analogy because I've never gone, I've never in my entire life, <laughs> in my entire life, I've never gone, gosh, I want to touch a black woman's hair never. unless I was dating her, which then I did because I was dating her, but I never yeah. like somebody, it just doesn't make any sense why any asshole would go. 
Can I, I touch your hair? Why it's would weird. any asshole want to do that to anybody? Why would you want to touch anybody's people, hair? But apparently people want to do that. Because it's okay, a strange so, foreign thing to some people. Sure, Fine. whatever. So if that's well, here, the Here's case, the funny thing, real you quickly. You can either say, fuck you, you racist piece of yeah. shit. And then that person's going to be angry about it. They're not going to understand why they shouldn't ask about the hair. They're probably going to do it again to somebody else. And they are certainly not going to be on board the woke of the hairness. They're right, not going right. to be hair woke. You know, there should be, if you've heard it a million times, there should be some simple way of explaining yourself that is non like fuck off. Right. That could probably turn that person on your side, and make them understand. I don't know, but there's got to be. And the, the word rabbi translates to teacher. Exactly. So he failed miserably by refusing to teach. Because if I'm too stupid to understand the difference or I'm not getting it, then he has to take time with his dumb student, David. That's his job. You know, that's that's what we're paying him for. Yeah. And I like I said, I understand the I'm so tired of having to explain where I'm from as an example. Mm -hmm. You know, when you when you see somebody that is obviously not white and you go, where are you from? I understand if you get asked that question, you know. 500 times a day, which I think is extreme. It's probably more like maybe 10 times. And even 10 times is probably extreme. Probably yeah. didn't have that often. However, I understand that after a while, you get fucking tired of that question. Yeah. But if you get asked that fucking question all the time, isn't it just like easier societally to have an answer that doesn't piss people off, but still makes your point? Right. Than to go, you piece of shit racist, fuck you, you're not woke enough. Is, I mean, isn't there a better way yeah. to enlist allies than to put, tell anybody that doesn't... Put the question doesn't... back on them. Why do you... Do you mean, like, where am I from in the United States? Or you, like... Well, why, I'm sure, but why that, do you again, think I'm that, from somewhere else? And know? I, but I understand. I've, you know, I've, read, I've got friends that, that have told me that this is just something they can't stand because they have to hear it all the time. I get and that. I That's understand. annoying. Sure. You know, where are you from? Bulgaria. Leave it at that. Who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, I don't give a shit what the answer is. It's something. Or maybe then you turn around, where are you from? I don't know what the answer is. I mean, because I'm not in that position. Right. But because nobody says, hey, where are you from? Because I look like every other fucking standard white guy. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like nobody says, hey, where are you from, Don? <laughs> yeah. Cleveland? You know, just right, nobody right. gives a shit. But... There's got to be, and again, this isn't even tone policing. This is simply saying, what is your goal? If your agenda is to alienate and piss off people that would otherwise be your allies, yeah. they're doing a remarkably good job of that. Yeah. If their goal is to enlist people to be a part of a movement that I do believe on some levels is about making us better people and making our society a sure. better thing. Absolutely. Then maybe they need to, maybe those folks on that far left need to think a better way than screaming in my face. They need to be better teachers than my rabbi. Yeah. And because I, I want to, if I can be better, I want to be better. And, yeah. if, and if you, whoever that you is, that woke person can help me be better, take the few minutes and help me be better. Don't begin the lesson by calling me an asshole or a misogynist or a I, I, I'm not that. I'm trying to learn. Or maybe I am, but if I learn, I won't be anymore. And wouldn't that be yeah. a nice thing if you can convert it's, a few misogynists? It's what I like. Well, quite frankly, it's the thing I like the most about the Gillette commercial, of all things, going back to that, yeah. is that it does. It, it's that commercial was not about... That PSA wasn't really a commercial, because it's not like I went, "Hey, oh, it was a I short film." Gonna, According I'm to Gillette, go it was shave, a short film. I'm gonna go shave with a Gillette razor, and I'll suddenly be woke, and I'll be a supporter of women. No, it, it has one thing has nothing to do. They just use right. their, their, it's fine. They greenwash a little bit. That's fine. Yeah. But what I liked about it was 
it wasn't about don't be. The active verb was not don't be a misogynist, don't be a bully, don't be. It wasn't that. That wasn't the message. The message was don't let him get away with it. You need to step in. That right. was the message of that commercial yep. was if you're a dude and you see somebody catcalling or you see somebody treating a woman, then right. it is incumbent upon you, be a better man and step in. And I like that because that's a better active that's a better active message right. than just don't be a rapist, which is a pointless. It's just the most pointless fucking thing because rapists aren't going, hey, I think oh. I'm going to be a rapist. They're just thinking wrong. You know, it's like they're not thinking there's no agenda. It's not like they've gone, oh, hey, you know what? I am. I'm a box boy and I have uh, I've done I was a bar back for a while and then there for a couple of years I was a rapist and then I got a doctor's office job. Then that's not <laughs> how I look at it. That's not how it plays. Well, and it's also not going to, you know, they're not going to watch a, a Super Bowl commercial from Doritos saying, don't be a rapist and go, oh, uh, okay. I've changed my mind. All right. I no longer am going to be a violent monster Thanks, thing. Thanks, Doritos Cool Ranch. And, and you know, the, the other thing I think is very interesting is, and, I, and I, this is what I grew up learning. I don't know if anybody else grew up learning this. This is what I grew up learning is that rape is not about sex. It's about rape power. Is about power. Right. Except that if you look at most of what's happening now, is now it's all about sex. They can use their power to get the sex through. Rape. I'm saying, but when they but talk yes. about it, it's 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 not about power. It's about sex, which yeah. is why men are and, and men rape more than women by a long, like a ridiculous sure. amount. So it's yeah. not like to say women are like uh, serial rapists, but. It's a power move. It's not about sex. So mm -hmm. they're not addressing that anymore. That doesn't seem to be the message that I'm hearing that's coming out of the anti-rape, uh, I don't know, Yeah. contingency, coalition, the well, coalition of anti-rape people. And I, I think know. that that's, you know, to be clear, listeners, my wife, if she's listening... Don and I are part of the anti-rape coalition. Like we're yeah, we don't we're like not, rape. We don't. We don't we're not fans. I a, we're not clear. fans of it. We're not supporting rape. We're not supporting catcalling. We're not supporting. We're not even supporting manspreading. Although I find the focus on manspreading as any kind of a thing is petty and small. And it's yeah. sort of like it's sort of like the equivalent of saying, okay, we we destroy the ocean with billions and billions of tons of plastic. So what I'm going to do in my daily walk is when I see somebody drop a piece of gum wrapper on the thing, I'm going to leap on them and burn them alive because they dropped a piece of paper. It's like, you know, that's a tiny thing. And I understand, oh, it contributes. Fuck you contributes. Yeah. Okay? Deal with the problem, not the fucking little tiny thing. They deal, you deal with a little tiny thing, you, you get pissed about manspreading because you're too fucking lazy to actually go join an anti-rape group. So let's not get yeah. on manspreading and mansplaining. Go fuck yourself. And I think one of the other things that, that bothers us with, you know, the, the woke, the woke people is I don't know where the line is there there are so many contradictions like what the story that, that came out the other day about the uh uh the hawaiian congressman or the congressman from hawaii rather oh who's uh, running ed for case. president yeah oh no yeah. no different one oh, okay ed yeah. case, go ahead. so ed case where he, he he lives in hawaii he's a representative for hawaii but he's a white man he's not hawaiian they call that local like if you live in hawaii you're you're local that's yeah um if you're Japanese and you grew up and your family's from Hawaii, you're not Hawaiian. Hawaiian is a race. Okay, just yeah. so we're clear. All right. So he said— Well, Hawaiian is not a race. Hawaiian is— uh, A nationality, a, I guess. It's a nationality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's different. That's yeah. different than a race. Yeah. Um, so 
apparently he said something like uh, he he he's he feels like he's an Asian trapped in a white body, and people lost their shit on that. Oh yeah, well that's but he's that's... saying what he's saying is like uh, you know I, I've. I've lived here. I've I'm part of the Hawaiian culture. I, you know, and hope the Hawaiian culture is strongly uh, Asian culture. Uh, Pacific Asian culture is strongly influential in in Hawaiian culture. Yeah. There's no, you know, so that's for him to say that. I don't think he was saying it to uh, make some kind of weird statement. It's just, it's like. It's like if well, I ver- if, if I if I go if I spend a lot of that's time in a Baptist nowadays. church and I feel like I feel like I'm I'm a Baptist like I'm one of you you know it's so light and easy but here's the thing if if we're allowed to f- to say that we feel like something inside that's different from what we are on the outside related to our gender and our sex why can't we do that with our race? Or a nationality, and this goes to the the Rachel Dolezal, Dol, whatever her name Dol, is, Dolezal. Yeah, Dolezal yeah. Well, I mean, the thing about it is, is, is Wait, where's and the I, line? I understand, well, see, I understand on some level, and I do. I actually understand this uh, this question. The reason Rachel Dolezal, or for that better, white guy that says he feels like an Asian trapped in a white man's Dolezal body, Dolezal lied. I mean, that's the thing. She tried to pass no, herself off as a black is, person. The thing is, this is the thing. She, and, and that's the argument. Yeah. I I don't think she lied. I think she believed. And but she knew she would get caught. You know, what I mean, I really do think because I watched the documentary, I think she genuinely believed the line of bullshit she was, which was, I identify so strongly with African Americans, and that is the life that I want to lead. Mm-hmm. Not even that you know that she had no respect for white culture. She only had respect and love for African American culture, and she made the decision: I'm going to live my life as an African American because that's that's the culture that I most identify with, and I love, and I live for it. Her problem was that she took it too far. She didn't. She couldn't get the acceptance right. as a white person. She couldn't get the acceptance that she craved. She wanted to be a part of. The inner she wanted to and be a I, part And I think of it. that that's an especially hard thing, hard culture to, for a white person to get on, to get into because I, the African American culture is rooted in white people being awful to and them. This, and this <laughs> is what I'm saying. This is the answer to your question. It's like, where's the line? I you know, and this thing is, I'm not an anti-white. I don't think white people are the worst creatures that ever landed on Plymouth Rock. I, you know, I just, yeah. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not self-loathing. I don't. You know, it's like. I acknowledge I've got some privilege, but you know, I know plenty of people with privilege and privilege. I yeah. just read about now there's thin privilege. It's like, oh fuck you. That's a you know uh, what I mean. You're getting pretty people privilege. Fuck off. I don't need it. I don't need it. But what I'll say is, I get I get the idea that as a white person, you really don't get. I mean, you just you don't get the pass. You don't get the pass as a white person, which is the dominant culture. Yeah. In this, in the United States, it's the, it's not the dominant culture in the world. That's what I think is so right. funny about all this conversation is the dominant the culture in the world is Asian. There are more Asians than there are of anybody. I like by like by multiple times. However, in the United States, white is the dominant culture, and so I understand the argument says if you're a white person, you don't get to say you. It's just it's not in purview. That you don't get to say I'm an Asian trapped in a white man's body. Yeah. You don't get to say I'm a black person trapped in a white person's body because that, we're the dominant. 
We, you know, we're running the show. Right. We always have run the show and we've run the show in a pretty rigged game. So I understand why you can't say, I think that's the line. Okay. Um, to me, it's the same as like the N word. It's like I can't say right. it because I'm a white guy, right. but Jay Z can say it because he's a black guy, and that's that. That's fine. Word they can take I don't. It. I, yeah. I don't have any. Like care. to me, to me, it's just about I'm being polite. It, right. it is going. It's just like you know, why be a dick? But I wonder, like the, the nuance of of you know, Representative Case. Like, consider that he's from a chain of islands where there is so much. Uh, so many different cultures and so many different nationalities blended into one that maybe he's not saying that he is a Japanese person living inside of a honky's body. You know, maybe he's not saying, maybe he's saying that I relate to the culture and the Asian. And that, that's, I believe that's what he was saying. I think so that's it's exactly like, just what take he was saying. It, take a step nuance. back. You mean, you mean nuance and context? Yeah. Oh like, my God, that would be crazy Put for people. the safety back on your sniper rifle, woke yeah. folks. And just take a minute to maybe that's not the person you should be assassinating. Yeah, he's not. He's the bad he's guy. He's not the problem. He's not the problem. He's not the I problem. Mean, that, that thing is, the thing about it is, and it's it's one of those things where empathy goes two ways. I mean, empathy does go two ways, and I do believe if we really want to make it, then instead of this thing, it's it's just like respect. You cannot demand respect. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, I mean, you can do it but you will never receive it when you do. Yeah. Respect is given. That's it. In other words, you can't demand trust. Trust is given. It's not earned. Yeah. It's given. And the same thing for, for this sort of, uh, this empathy that we're talking about is, is instead of standing in a, in a you need to have empathy for me. That's not going to work. Right. It's never, that's not how empathy works. It's just not what it is, is I practice empathy and hope that then you practice sympathy back. So if I am empathetic to Ed Case, then what I'm going to do is go, I'm, you know, I'm going to be offended. If I say I'm Asian, I'm not, but let's just say I am right. trapped in a white man's body. Uh, no, but I'm actually Asian. <laughs> and I hear this, this motherfucker say I'm an Asian trapped in a white guy's body. And I'm really offended. Yeah. I mean, that's offensive to me because my people have gone through whatever, you know, that, that's thing. I'm very offensive. And I have a conversation with Ed Case Instead of going, you're not empathetic, you motherfucker. I simply say, I'm going to have enough empathy to say that maybe you weren't trying to offend me. That perhaps yeah. you were just sort of you were just using some shorthand that happened to be in your brain. You're trying to say something bigger, but I'm going to try to have that kind of empathy. Yeah. And if I practice that, perhaps you'll have the empathy and listen to me and go, "Oh wow, I really offended you." I did not mean to offend you. This is not what I was trying to say. And then we have sort of like this common ground. Yeah. Like, hey, buddy, maybe you shouldn't say that or maybe you shouldn't say it that yeah, way. There, oh, there's shit. A, Sorry. Did I? Oh, cool. Okay. And, I'll and rephrase that's it. You, that's how you gain allies. Yeah. That's how you gain allies, not by shaming and shit mouthing people that did something that you didn't bother to take five seconds to kind of breathe and go, maybe this is not what it seems. Yeah. Maybe this wasn't an attack on me. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like you saying a woman that has been domestically abused. Why doesn't she say go fuck yourself instead of this was not like a slam on women or a slam. No. It was simply it was about someone that's abused. And why would they say nice things? And I wish they didn't say nice things. That's, I know, you know, yeah, I, I wish she did, I wish back. she didn't feel like she had to. And I was also posing it as a. You know, a thought experiment, a thought exp what, a, a quote unquote conversation starter, you know, for, that's, that's what, what we're doing here. Do. Yeah. 
And and I know your history with with domestic abuse. How you, so? Bringing that up to you, I mean, that's clearly something that you know we did, we could talk and about. And we did talk about it. And and I, I think it was less to, to ed- educate it, yeah. me than it was just to, yeah to educate the listeners. I don't fuck. I don't yeah, know. No, I mean, it was it was harmless. Point. It was fucking harmless. Yeah. And I think I think that's the, the the if there's anything that the woke is that every little it's it's the sand a grain of sand. Uh, creates the 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 mound of the mountain you know it's like yeah. that instead of attacking the mountain they'd rather ca- attack the grain of sand yeah yeah <laughs> it's like that's not how you break a mountain down you don't break a mountain down by individually going after pieces of sand fuck you grain you get, yeah it's you you, you gotta go you for the pebble. big stuff yeah you gotta go for the big stuff you gotta get demolition out you can't rip a mountain down by taking one piece of sand at a time and expecting that you're somehow doing anything and there's such a one note with with a lot of the woke out there like they yeah. cannot talk about anything else just the other i guess it was this morning i think um a friend of ours, uh, a black woman who's married to a white guy, she posted, like, I, I never thought my husband would code switch until I heard him get off the phone with a client and then start talking to me. Something like that. No, no. Actually, what it was is I because you mentioned it and I looked it up. Okay. And it was uh, code switch that she was, he was talking to a client and then he turned and talked to their dog. That's what it was. Right. OK. Yeah. 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 And so that, she's was, that making, was very funny. She's making a joke. Yeah. about code switching right and she's yes. she's a funny person and that was funny and i did a little laugh emoji yeah, thing okay fine and then i saw that this one particular person who always fucking does he, mm, i know okay yeah all right. his kind i didn't read through all the comments but here she is posting a it's clearly a joke, a joke. this is clearly a joke his response was some of them code switch uh, as racist for Trump or something like that. It's like, what What the fuck does that have to do with anything related to what? Why? Why are you just stirring shit up and putting a wet blanket over this funny joke about this woman and her husband and her dog? Well, you know what Because that's of all you fucking think about. What is going to happen yeah. when Trump goes away? What the fuck are you going to talk about? What will the, you have to live for? You're a general without a, a war. They'll find a different note. They'll find a different note. And that was one of the, you know, this was not, not my nicest day, but uh, there was somebody in the storytelling community who I had very big issues with. I think you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And one of, before things turned to shit, one of the things I made fun of her was there's a, there's a song, Elegit Fitzgerald sings it. Um, back in the day, I think it's from some musical, but I don't know. Mm. But it's called Poor Johnny One Note. Yeah. Poor Johnny One Note sang out with gusto and just overwhelmed all the place. He only knew one note that, he, you know, just this kind of thing. Right. And, it, and the note he sang was, ha, ah, this is the song. Yeah. And I just accused her of basically every time she would go on the one note of gentrification, I would just throw up a video of Ella Fitzgerald singing <laughs> Johnny One Note. It was like, don't you have anything else you could talk about? Is there no context with anything? It's yeah. just going to be that one note. And I, I get it. You got an you got an issue. But Jesus Christ, you're boring. Maybe that's what I don't like about woke people is they're just humorless and yeah. boring. Yeah. That's I, that's I mean, there's so many things that are problematic with them. But yeah, that's definitely part of it. They're humorless and boring. No, and, we're problematic. They are not. Well, OK. Yes, you're right. You can't use their word. That's their word. And it's just frustrating because I actually got in trouble, by the way. Somebody emailed me and said they quit. And the only reason that problematic is that I've got my problematic movies of the 80s thing that I've been writing. Uh huh. 
they got up my ass because it was not my word to use. I wasn't. What? I Are you serious? I am dead serious. I'll See, share the email. It's the like I got an email. Issue. I got an email through Hooterape saying I have an issue with you using the word problematic because you really aren't in a position in society to be able to define what problematic is or is not. And I was like, Are you fucking bullshit? I mean, my reaction was, are you fucking nuts? Yeah. And that's all I left at. And then they wrote a whole bunch of stuff that I didn't read. I just deleted it. I don't give a shit. See, that's the thing. You keep all these people around on your Facebook feed. Man, I just blocked that shit. I, I, just I need to. Well, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. But then I wouldn't know what's happening. I don't want to know what's side. happening from that. I don't want to know what's happening. I can read. I can read the root. If I want to know what the fuck they're talking about, I can read the root. I can read black Twitter. That's fine. But ultimately, on my Facebook free, free Facebook feed, mm-hmm. um, somebody asked me, why do you why do you once in a while just throw out something that, you know, is going to be controversial and piss people off? I said, because I know that I know some more people to block. Yeah. Because if they've sure. got a substantive argument, if they can argue my thing and like like a human being and like there's an argument and there's like things, I'll keep them around because yeah. then I want to hear what they have to say. But if all they've got is you're a racist piece of shit, you suck, you hate women, you rapist, gone, yeah. gone. I don't yeah. need you. You're a, you're a child, and I don't have any inference. I mean, I stopped teaching because I don't fucking like kids. <laughs> They're stupid. Yeah, well, yeah. So I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I I if I want to get if if I have to deal with children. I want to get paid like below minimum wage and have to work, you know, 50 hours a day because that's what teachers have to do. But I'm not a teacher. You're not paying me. So I don't have to deal with you. Right. I, I wish that we could be I, I, I've been thinking like you know, I, what I want to say is, you know, I, I'd love to be on the same side as as the woke. I am on the same side as the woke. And, I just right, don't like and, their tactics. And I am. But they might not see me that way because I'm questioning it at all. You know, because I'm saying well, that's the, maybe that's the game. you're not quite as woke as you think because you can't consider nuance, because you can't forgive, because you can't take a moment to teach or understand that people need teaching because they're not inherently evil. They just well, I think they're I think I'm a woke adult and they're woke children. Yes. I mean, and that is condescending, but it's no more condescending than the condescension I get from the woke. So there. All right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. So my first thing is a read. Uh, it's read. It's a new book uh, by an old dead writer. Uh, white one? Uh, yeah, he's white. Okay, it's so an old dead white male. Yeah. Okay, so this is a dead white male read. Shit. Okay, we're ready. We're ready. My, my wife's going to kill me. Yeah. Couldn't have picked, you couldn't even pick Mary Oliver because she's a white female, at least. She died today. Uh, yeah. And she's awesome. Yes, she is. Uh, All right, go ahead. Uh, Who's your dead it. white male? It, it, I, now I don't want to do it. No, no, now you got to do it. You got to No, you got to go. Go. Go with it. Read Mike Royko, The Tribune Years. It's a new, oh, you collection. Read it's a new awesome. collection of his columns from his years at the Chicago Tribune. Mike Royko, if you're not familiar, was is still the greatest columnist that ever lived. Uh, yep. The only downside to the book is that John Cass wrote uh, either the foreword or the intro introduction. I think his son, who edited the book, David Royko, that my dad was David's camp counselor years and years ago. There you go. Um, John Cass is a piece of shit and doesn't belong anywhere near Mike Royko's name. And it's unfortunate that he is. He's a shitty fucking writer. He's not funny. He's dumb. He's not clever. Fuck John Cass. Uh, how's that for being woke? Uh, anyway, I don't know if that I don't know if that's woke at all. Well, Katie, Katie's right. You're not. Yeah, funny. I'm. Fuck. Yeah. God no. damn it. All right. 
My first one is a read. My first one is a read along the lines of what we've been talking about. It is uh, it is in Tablet Magazine, tabletmag.com. It is an article called, Is the Women's March Melting Down? Oh, it, is yeah. by, it is by Leah McSweeney and Jacob Siegel. Uh, the the, 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 the millions of women mobilized against gender inequality in the election of Donald Trump in 2016, but only four of them ended up at the top, and the consequences have been enormous. This is about... Uh, about a very well-meaning group of women that suddenly became a pro-Farrakhan, anti-Semite kind of thing, and there's all kinds of money that's been stolen and embezzled and utilized, and it's like... You know what it says to me is it doesn't matter how woke you are you're still you're still very capable of being a selfish capitalist piece of shit. Yep. With with great power with great equality comes great corruption. Yeah. Eventually. And that's kind of what's a, but it's actually it's actually an excellent read and it really it dives into the minutia of I'm gonna, some of this shit. Yeah, I'm going to love that because you know I have huge issues with the yeah, Women's I know, March and the I organization. Know. And I, yeah. I, I read that and I went, God damn, they yeah. really fucked themselves over. And it's unfortunate because most of the women that were a part of that march were local. They yeah. were, you know, they weren't they weren't trying to be the spearhead of a national movement, but the women that tried to be a spearhead of the national and men, quite frankly, yeah. um, really fucked it. I mean, they yeah. really fucked it bad. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my next thing is a, to do this week is a watch. Watch Valley of the Boom on National Geographic if you can get it or find it streaming or something. So this is a, t- a TV miniseries about the rise of the Internet, Netscape and Pixelon or whatever the hell it was called um, in the. The, the mid and late 90s, you know, early 2000s. Um, it stars Bradley Whitford. Uh, uh, what's his face? Lamorne, Lamorne Norris. What's his name? Shit. Morris. God, the guy, the, he played Winston. Morris on, Day? Morris Day of the time? Not Morris Day. Not Morris Day. Because um, that would be awesome. It was the guy who played Winston on New Girl. I can't remember his name right now. Um, last name is Morris. Anyway. I never saw um, him. And then, so I don't know. And Steve Zahn. I like uh, Steve Zahn, yeah. It's a weird, it's interesting because it's, you know, it's, 20 years ago now and it's you know to see how it began and all the the weird strange corruption and and egos and everything else um but the way that it's shot is i, I mean i could i could get into it but i i don't want to yet maybe i'll write about it all um, right cool yeah right so it. but give it a watch uh it's just it's a funky production what's it called again valley of the boom valley of the boom now what kind all of right. turned me off is that it's executive produced by ariana huffington and she's in it the so, thing is, I like Ariana Huffington. I just don't like the HuffPost. The Huffington I liked it Post when it started. Is, became, is tabloid shit. Well, the thing is, HuffPost, when it was Huffington Post, when it was the Huffington Post, yeah. it was pretty decent. It was a cool little magazine. As soon as it became known as the HuffPost, it became this. It was. It became the McSweeney's of news. Yeah. Bullshit. But yeah, give it, right. give it a go. My second is a listen. It is a podcast. It is called Unspooled. Um, it is uh, hosted by Paul Shear and Amy, Nich- Amy Nicholson. Mm. Um, they both have really pretty popular podcasts. Uh, Paul Shear has How Did This Get Made, and Amy yeah. Nicholson has The Canon. But they recently joined forces for this one. They, this is what they're doing. They're going to watch every movie in the American Film Institute's Top 100 and discuss its impact and impact and legacy, which I think is great because it's yeah. another one of those sort of random lists yeah but if you've ever seen the afi's top 100 it's pretty comprehensive yeah about the the top 100 films ever made of all time it changes every year but they said we're gonna watch all 100 and talk about all 100 and i i 
kind of love that because it makes me want to watch a lot of these movies again and hear it. And they're very entertaining. They're super funny. What I think is really cool about that list is that it does change every year, but um, one of the mainstays uh, is cocktail is on that list. Every year, it's right in the top 10, has never moved. It is not in the top 10. Oh, sure. It's top five. No, it's not. So my next thing to do this week is a listen, and this is inspired by you, Don. Uh, Earlier this week, I was feeling sluggish, and I sent you, we were chatting over text, and I said, I'm feeling sluggish today. Give me some music to to get me going. And immediately, you said, uh, eat them and smile. The David Lee Roth's album, Eat Them and Smile. And I did, and it fucking worked. It jacked you up, didn't it? Man, I think we need more 80s David Lee Roth. I think so. I think the world needs more. And it's you can the, make the argument that he was, you know, objectified. With, yeah, fuck it. It who just cares? It, that shit is fun to listen to. It's high energy. It you saved my day. There you go. I so when you're, when you're having a sluggish day, put on some Lee Roth. There you go. And mine is in honor of tomorrow. Because tomorrow is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Look at how woke and you are. So, uh, well, you know, I don't know if I'm woke. I'm talking I'm about ju- two I old re- white guys. I can read a fucking calendar. That's, I mean, that's what it My is. My whole thing so was about I'm, white men. Yeah, I know. Royco, so, Valley of the Boom, David Lee. What the fuck is wrong? My wife is I'm white. Saying, I'm horrible. I don't know. But what I'm going to say is what I want everybody to do is uh, tomorrow is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I want everybody to watch Do the Right Thing. Spike Lee, 1989. Mm, yeah. The thing about it is, if you're going to watch something about race, you can go ahead and watch, like, Selma, and they're great movies. You know, it's like, oh, let's watch Malcolm X. Oh, they're so important. Go watch Do the Right Thing, because it's, it's, it confronts racism, and I don't, if you haven't watched it in a long time, you've probably forgot how raw this fucking movie oh, is. Oh, I think you just said it. It's not, it doesn't discuss yeah. racism. No. It confronts it. shows it. It, 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 yeah. well, it deals with it, and it deals with racism on all stripes and all people, yeah. and it's a really brilliant film. Um, I remember in 89, when I saw it, it was in college, and I, I this was just before I moved to Chicago, in fact, um, and I went, and this was in Arkansas. And uh, we went to see opening night of Do the Right Thing because I love Spike Lee and I wanted to see the film. And we were the only two white people in a theater filled with black people. Mm. And, you know, I mean, by the date that I had was freaked out. I mean, she was totally freaked out. I didn't give a shit because I was like, I wanted to see the movie. Yeah. But, uh, well, and what's there I mean, to be freaked out about? A room full of black people? What are you at a Starbucks? Well, Come on. We're, no, we're in Arkansas. Starbucks barista. That's the thing is, we're, we're in Arkansas at the University of Arkansas, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Yeah. I think every single black person in Fayetteville came to see the movie uh-huh. that night because there's not that many. If you think in Arkansas, yeah. there'd be a lot of black people, but not in Fayetteville. Yeah. And so that was a little intense. I, you know, I just was like rock and roll. It was great. That, that's the best audience I could have seen that movie in. Sure. With. Because yeah. they were very vocal and it was a very vocal movie and it's Spike Lee. So, Watch Do the Right Thing, 1989. Um, I guarantee you will not regret watching it, especially on a day that is that has been set aside for us to honor someone who was uh, a fighter against not just racism, mm-hmm. but uh, economic diaspora. Yep. You know, diaspora. It's it's like let's let's do that. Let's that was watch his that. big thing was was uh, inequality, finan- uh, economic inequality, because that yeah. fueled. A lot of yeah. racism. He wasn't. Well, he was. He wasn't assassinated until he started talking about economic inequality. Right. That's when the assassin. When he was talking about just racism, they didn't give a shit. Yeah. But as soon as he, as soon as he broke into the, uh, the one percent, ninety nine percent sort of thing, yeah. they said, no, no, this guy's too powerful. Pop. Yep. And that's kind of how it worked. And that's yeah. kind of how it always works. So. Yeah. Yep. All right. That's it. Thanks for listening. Like, subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Tell your enemies about it. Uh, 
and be woke. Wake up. And and Katie, Katie, go easy on your husband. <laughs> He's funnier than you think. And I'll try and do better. This has been the Literate Apecast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on literateape.com slash podcasts. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can catch them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. 